0: You're listening to Limitless Leaders Podcast. Accelerate your mindset, collaboration and performance by developing limitless self-leadership, leaders, teams and organisations. Now, over to your host, Renee Geruso.
1: Hi, this is Renee and if you're joining me on the podcast, this episode is part two of a two-part interview I did with Jane Anderson. As I mentioned in the last episode, the interview went for over an hour. So we've split the interview into two parts. Now on to part two. I'd love to ask you for our listeners out there starting out, there's a lot of ways that we can portray our message. I know you you do amazing work. I mix a lot of things up. So Mm. video, um, group contribution, blogs, mini blogs, you know, you name it. What would you say would be a good way to start? Is there a perfect mix?
0: Yeah, well, as in like with you creating like whether it's videos or podcasts and things like writing, that writing. Yeah. yeah. You know what, I reckon the, there's a question I ask in my workshops uh, when I'm doing content creation. I ask the question, what is your favorite way to I love that. share your like to market. Mm. And because what I find is that if you can if you know what that that is, that's the thing that costs the least amount of energy yeah. for an expert or for someone who's sharing the yeah. message. And so Whilst I go, look, we've got to do podcasts, we've got to do videos, we've got to do all mm. this stuff, so I naturally look for what do you like doing because mm. that will mean we get volume, yeah. and, you know, whereas if we go, right, You've got to do video and you've got to do blah, you're getting blah, told. and you go, I hate this. Yeah, <laughs> and a lot of people
1: are scared of video even they though really it's are. going to become, what is it, 90% of the way
0: people will share messages in the next few years. It really is. If, you, if you're if you brave enough to do it, you, you will fast track your yep. connection with people, your trust and influence. Yeah, definitely. So for those that I just say, if you can do video, great, yep. but just start somewhere. Just start, even if you like mm. to just write a few lines, start with that. If you prefer to do a podcast, start with that. Yeah, Whatever you like doing is, because that means you're going to do it.
1: (laughs) and And I love that. I think, yeah, it's like we hate being told as children. Getting told as adults is even worse. So it's finding, yeah, where your motivation is. I know, and a lot of people probably wouldn't believe this, but I did not really have a social media presence probably until four years ago. Right. And videos scared the hell out of me and Mm. I never, I actually never watch a video that I post before I send it. (laughs) I'm very much, it's raw, it's me and I get a lot of feedback, that's so you. Yes. You know, you do the professional polished ones now and again but I think it's doing what
0: shows the real you. Yeah. And I find people love that. I totally agree. Like the more that you're just you, like yeah. I spent a fortune when my very first round of videos five oh. years ago, I was like, No one's doing video, I'm doing the first ones here, like no one was mm. putting them up and I was like, All right. So I spent a fortune on a on a videographer making it all beautiful and I still repurpose those videos, yeah. they're still relevant. But every time I watch them I go, Oh, I wish I knew I didn't have to spend all this money, money. on editing. You no, know, we've yeah. got phones, we've got oh. all these great technology now. But I think it's something valuable in working out what's your natural marketing style. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, there's a great guy that I I follow called Perry Marshall. Yeah, and he has a book called the 80/20 Rule. Uh, and he has a great diagnostic on his website. He's kind of the era of you know if you uh, said like the Dan Sullivan's and people mm. like that. So he's got a great questionnaire, and you can go on and fill it out, and it helps you identify your natural marketing style. So I'm naturally a, more a writer, so I've, mm. I've I've got a style that's that's why I affiliate with probably Seth a bit more, yeah. Because yeah. I go, yeah, I like that. Whereas, um, he identifies these archetypes, and there's one that's like a speaker, and then there's others that, yeah. So if you're naturally a speaker, then that's a better way for you to market: do mm. videos, do go speak mm. on stages. So, so he's got a great tool on his website. You can go and check it out: PerryMarshall.com. Oh, what a great resource! Yeah, and and good.
1: something you just said before that really feeds into this is repurpose things so yes. I've only really cottoned on to that because I'm an ideas person but yeah. you know I write a lot of blogs and now I'll do a video on that blog or I might come up with an idea walking into a workshop and then later go hey I'll video that actually I'll write something on that and yeah. expand on it yes so I think it's don't over complicate it start it somewhere
0: yeah. You are looking at your stuff more than anyone else is. That's right. We have a, we naturally think we're noisier than what we really yeah. are because we're looking at ourselves, but we're not.
1: Yeah. No, great insights mm. there. I'd love to ask you, what hurdles have you personally faced with content creation and how, how have you overcome those? <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. So there's a couple. One was cost and trying to be perfect. So yeah. when I got the videographer and paid all this money and trying to be perfect and, You know, I realised pretty quickly that you don't need to do that but it was a lesson learnt and it was just, and I think we all go through that though. You know, we're scared Mm. of it being wrong. Mm. Um, so that was the first one. Um, trying to get it on the first tape. My first videos were like I think I did the first one when I did it myself. I did like seventy-four takes. Wow. Like, it was terrible. <laughs> it was so bad. You should post and, those now. All, I, know, all in a row. I know, I was like, I missed the biggest opportunity <laughs> yeah. for bloopers. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> so but bloopers are great. You know, yeah. they're actually really well, good. We're human. We're all human,
1: you we know. We really are,
0: yeah uh so that would be the other one the other one that i think that took me a little while to get used to uh was energy mm. so if you're doing you know a video the thing that i i didn't realize earlier on was i was th- I thought your energy was amplified on a screen but it's actually not yeah. it's depleted you have to have a lot of energy and come mm. across with energy and enthusiasm um to make it interesting yeah so and then the last one was smiling so you know, a lot of people's videos sometimes just when they're starting out, and we've all done it, is sometimes they just look a bit serious. Yeah. So, just yeah. lighten up, give it some energy, and it'll make it really engaging. And just be you, then. Yeah, and definitely. definitely.
1: And huh. and it is, and you've got to have fun with it. What do they say? We spend seventy five percent of our life at work. So, yeah. If you're doing this stuff at work, and and. Bringing in, the next thing I want to talk to you about is bringing in stories. Yes. You know, stories evoke emotion. They go back to tribal ages. You know, we all connect to stories. It doesn't matter what culture you're from. How important do you think stories are, you know, and it's sharing
0: those as part of your message? Yes. What we do know is when you share stories, that's the content that gets the most engagement so if you can share a story whether it's a written story whether it's in a video it doesn't really matter you know to quote Seth he says people buy stories relations and magic and I love that quote and it's so true
1: that's beautiful
0: yeah and I love that quote because he talks about if you can share a story if you can find a way to be able to make something engaging and not just go oh you know this is what you need to do and here are the five steps to do blah the problem is is sometimes we feel like stories might be self-indulgent particularly if it's a story about ourselves we might also think that you know oh oh, am i going to bore people
1: yeah um we
0: might also be thinking about maybe my story's not interesting enough or you Mm. know or something like that so but my little tip for you with storytelling is if and i who i see mick mooney He's oh, a yeah. storytelling yeah, yeah. expert. Yeah, and yeah. I thought it was a really great thing that he shared on LinkedIn one day. So, Mick Mooney is a storytelling expert uh, here in Australia. And he said, one of the tips that he had, he said, if you're going to do a video and your content and you're going to share a story, if you've got a story and then a point to your story, like you've got to have a point. Yeah. 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 So, he said, with video, is uh, to tell your point first and Mm. then tell the story. Mm. And I thought, he said, don't tell the story first because he said the audience will switch off fairly quickly because they won't know where you're going.
1: And you've got to create a hook at the start. It's a bit like tell them first, tell them again.
0: Yeah. I love that. Whereas if you're writing content
1: Mm.
0: or a podcast, it can work to do the story first and then lead to the point. Yeah. So okay. it's just a little nuance, but I thought it was such a really valuable thing that he said, and it's yeah. something I've been more mindful for myself and working with my own clients. That's a too. great. That's a great tip. So the point
1: first on video, and then go into the story. Yeah. Is is there with video? Do you believe there's a You know, they're saying it's the one minute video. Right. What What are your thoughts on that?
0: And to quote, there's lots of people I follow, so I'll quote mm. um, Brian Fanzo is yep. his name. So he's a content creation expert in the U.S. And as he says uh so he's I love his catchphrase which is called press the damn button is uh, and (laughs) I love that when he talks about content he says uh he said you can look at all the data and I agree Mm. like you can look at the data if you want to be an internet marketer you can go yeah well the average person is watching you know one minute of video or the two minutes of this and landing pages and all that sort of stuff but there's plenty of times I've sat and watched a video that goes for an hour.
1: Yeah. I've sat
0: and watched ones that depends go for Depends on the context minutes. and what you're interested in too. just depends. Yeah. So yeah. I yeah. just really encourage people to think about where is that piece of content going? Yeah. And there's going to be people, like I did a, a Facebook Live the other night, which mm. was, uh, and you were on it, so that was an hour. Yeah. And that's a facebook live video. and that went it's, so fast
1: and, because it's oh, interactive
0: was that yeah, exactly. an hour it was an hour wow and we repurposed that piece of content so that was a video we went and put that on instagram tv yep. so yeah yeah yep. so we go great and we had lots of people watching it yeah. as well who watched it so then that goes into an online course that goes into a few So you're other repurposing things. it and and adding value which i love yeah so i go don't worry about the time worry about what feels right yeah and you know what even if you create a video that is 10 minutes and it should have been two minutes it's all part of learning so (laughs) you know at least you started you get to get a sense of what your audience like anyway that's right
1: what I love that you said that resonated with me because I I found that a bit of a challenge I've got some amazing stories and things and I Mm. I've always felt, even in keynotes, a bit self-indulgent bringing them in. Yeah. And I did a lot of work on this early last year, and the feedback was phenomenal. Right. And they're like, "Wow!" And I, ne- I never knew you used to teach tap dancing, or <laughs> I never knew all these different things. And I think it's about, you know, people will probably find us more interesting than we find ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a key with that. Yeah. So. I, I love your writing and you know we, we we all get we do we get so many things coming at us and blogs mm. and so many thought leaders in our space
0: yeah.
1: you know we obviously don't follow everybody but I've always loved yours because I think something you do exceptionally well is bring the human element in. Thank you How do you, and I, and I mm. mean that. I can hear you when I read or when I read your blogs yes. or when obviously we're not you're, you're talking it's 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 from the heart. How do you make sure, because we get caught up in the doing, as I mm. say, mm. not the yeah. being. Yeah. How do you ensure because you've done it and mm. you do it beautifully? How do you ensure that you can you bring that human element in? What helps?
0: Yeah. And great question, and this is the, the space that I love working with people and mm. their content on, is what you gotta do is you gotta tap right into empathy. You gotta tap yeah. right into someone's reading this who's struggling around this today and what is the exact emotion that this person is feeling right now that's holding them back what are the problems that they're experiencing right now in relation to this and then what is their fear like what is it that they're not saying out loud and they don't want to be judged and that's what makes the penny really drop and the connection really drop with them So what happens is they read it and they go, Oh, oh yeah, that is the problem I've got. And that is the problem I've got. They relate to it. Yeah. And a big part of that is sometimes sharing what you've been through. And the Mm. and so that gives you even more credibility. Because they go, It's like you're in my head. Yeah. And And you resonate. It's like mind mapping, isn't it? Like it's Yeah. yeah. I always say with my clients that the person who understands the customer the most is the person who will work with that with the customer yeah. so yeah. I spend a lot of time working with people to help them understand the problems of their audience mm. so it's one thing to put up and go hi there here are the top 10 things you need to do to create content yeah but the problem is is the person's probably sitting there going um well that's fine I can google that but you're not really telling me what why should I believe you you know and why should I believe you is because well I've been there I'm you you know, I'm you five years ago or I'm you two years ago. Yeah, you know, that's I've right. I've been there, I know what that experience is like and they go, oh, wow. So the more insightful you are. I through love that. empathy and understanding. Yeah. Then people, it's disarming.
1: Yeah. Isn't it? And yeah. people
0: go, oh. You've wow just, that's exactly the problem I've got. You've just articulated exactly what's going on.
1: I love that and being authentic with it. Yeah. And I always say it's a bit like when you're running workshops and things please a few people and change the people. So if you're bringing oh, yeah. in lots of different things and real thoughts in real time, yeah. you're going to resonate with a listener or a viewer at any one point. Yeah,
0: that's I, love exactly
1: right. I love that. I love that. I'd love to ask you and as you know I do a lot lot with leaders and teams and organizations as as you do. Who, who's a leader that's impacted you? And I guess what key what key qualities and traits sort of really resonated with you?
0: Yeah, I've been so lucky with the leaders I've had and with the in my life. So the leader that if I said, you know, I, I think there's two female leaders. One would be Sir Robert's daughter, Tracy Mathers, I worked with. Yep. She really taught me the power of good questions. Mm. And uh, I always think of. Covey's quote: "Seek first to understand, yeah. then to be understood." So I really learnt that from her. Yeah, um, and how to be ethical, do the right thing. Not mm. that I was doing the wrong thing before that, but just how to, to run, a, how to run an ethical business. Yep. It's like just not doing the wrong thing by people. You want to be a pillar in the community. You've mm. got, you're a leader. Um, so I learnt that from Tracy. And but I had a fantastic boss, and she was my sort of, I guess Uh, because I worked with Tracy and her family for 12 years. But after I worked with Tracy, I had a a boss that I worked for in government called Fiona. Her name's Fiona Lachlan. And when I went to work for her, I just felt like she really got me. I was really green. I was so green. But what she could see was my initiative Mm. and my, my, I guess, my um, ability to have a go. Yeah, yeah. Um, she really backed me she backed me to the point that i was freaking out with some things like but she pushed she really pushed me to my limit mm. of what i was capable of and i did threaten to resign one particular wow. day like that yeah, was the limit yeah. i got pushed to. i said if, yeah. if this isn't if you don't help me with this today you will have my resignation on your yeah, desk like wow she but real, she
1: really entrusted you and let you take risks and learn and
0: how she amazing really she gave me so many opportunities Um, anything that, she was one of the most insightful people that I've ever worked with. She totally got exactly where people were at. So... Well, she, she would laugh if I said she was empathetic because she used to have a joke that would go, uh, zero empathy. I'm like, it, <laughs> she I don't do empathy. I don't do empathy. She had a broomstick in yeah, her, in, yeah. like, she had little witches on her on her bookshelf mm. in her office and people would say she was the witch. Um, <laughs> I love it. But she really, really understood people. Yeah. And she And what would, makes them tick. What makes them tick, how to influence, how to persuade, yeah, yeah. how to work around things. Um choosing timing yeah when was the right thing to to do certain things um and what she taught me was which is a skill in the future of work at the moment now is how to be a sense maker yeah and how to translate and so understanding what's going on, mm. then being able to package something up or how to articulate a message and how to translate or how to be the sense maker. Yeah, I love that. Um, to lead people. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, and still see her today. So, so amazing. So grateful to have her. Yeah. And, and
1: the impact, you don't even realise back then, the impact they make on you then no. shapes you to where you are now. On the flip side, I say we have sometimes the managers that are gifts.
0: Yes, you know that keep yeah. giving.
1: We've all had one of those, and if you oh, haven't, oh. listeners, you will at some point. Yes. <laughs> so I know. I, luckily enough, have probably I've had two in mm-hmm. my whole career, um, but they taught me how not to lead in
0: right. a good way. Okay.
1: Took me a while to work that one out, but they <laughs> did. Is there someone, and obviously don't mm. name them, that mm. taught you how not to be? And I guess I'd love to hear what. Things they taught you not to do
0: or be. Mm. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I had this. Uh, there's probably a couple there, but there was one one boss I had who was. It was when I was fairly junior. Yeah. And uh, and uh, what was happening with her? She was my boss. We she, we were not supposed. She was supposed to work on Saturdays, but she had put me in a role to pretend that I was working as her on this particular Saturday. Yeah. Now. Ah. That, now, that's an abuse of power. Mm. So that's someone who's, you know, going, oh, you're junior, you're just in high school, no one will know, mm. can you put all the sales under my number today? You yeah. Know, that kind of thing was going on. Yeah. But what I did know and which I was really, I was scared, you know, like you're only 15 yeah. and you're seeing these things going on. So I was 99.9% sure she was stealing Mm. And I was scared to death. I didn't want to lose my job, mm. um, so I kept a journal. And but what I saw at, at, in the end, she ended up losing her job, and I ended up reporting it because yeah. I, I just I was like, I've got to do something here. But I was so I was so scared of losing yeah. my job. I yeah. loved my job. Yeah, and um, and it's your world at that age. It really as well. was. Like you know, and I don't want yeah. to be a troublemaker. Nah, you know. Nah. But in the end, um, but what I learned from from her and and you know she was a a gift in a lot of ways which was where I saw really unethical ways of doing business which is why when I went to work for Tracy I was like oh thank god yeah there's there's
1: good people in the world
0: there's good people (laughs) It reassured me yeah but you know but it really reminded me that as leaders we have a responsibility that we can use our power and not as in Mm, you know you know what I mean as in power when you're a leader, you're in a position of influence, you have power. So reminding people that you've got people in your team who are scared of you, yeah, who are afraid and you have power over them as in you can affect their job mm. and sometimes they're not able to, so you as a leader, your job is to create so much trust and psychological safety in that team yeah. that they can be open, they can share with you their challenges or what's going mm. on. Um, but there's plenty of people such out there responsibility who abuse. And, and it really shouldn't do. be abused yeah and so when you when you experience you know an abuse mm. of power yeah uh, I think it re- and that was when I went on to I suppose it was something that had seen for a long time in that trust yeah and when I wrote the trusted book yeah. you know when you experience something like that it's a good reminder that we yeah. have a responsibility as a leader you know to do yeah. the right thing and not to abuse our power
1: and, and to learn the lesson and I, I know I've got a listener out there right now who's gone through something like this and right. it's really shattered their confidence and, you know, if you are mm. listening and you probably are, you know, some great lessons here, you can flip them. Yeah. We all have it in, a person in our life or a, a manager or even, even a colleague, you know, yeah. and I think it's important. So... Being a limitless leader means we need to get balance in our lives, in all areas, to stay limitless, stay energetically focused and be the best we can be. Mm. Jane, I'd love to know from you what keeps you energised because you're one of few people I know that go at this amazing rate of knots (laughs) um, and nothing gets diluted along the way. (laughs) You've always got such an intense, amazing message to share with the world. What are some things you do to keep yourself
0: yeah, look, I, I, I'm not perfect at it, that's for sure. And I think it's one of those constant challenges, you mm. know, To because in my practice at the moment, uh, and this is probably similar to you, you know, the first thing is trying to get some space. And um, we've often talked about yes, this. Yeah, we do. Is that when you've built your practice, when you're seven books in, you've got a team, I've got a team of three, you know, that we're like, okay, there's a lot going on. We're in the thinking game yep. and what we need is space to think. Yeah. So, um, so it's a constant challenge. Uh, one is that is working out because in our game it's all about energy. We give mm. out so, so much. much energy. And, you know, you can't do this if you're not prepared to do that. So what it and means, it's pretty
1: visible if you're not doing
0: it. it yeah, it right? really is. <laughs> so what you need to do is work out what are the things that re-energize, which is exactly what you're saying. So the first one is um, I have to make sure that I've got the right clients. Yeah. So yeah. And, I mean, years ago I didn't have that luxury but now I do. Yeah. So it's making sure I'm only working with people who I, I have the energy to give them because I'm getting it back. So that means clients who are implementing what yeah. I ask them to do. Doing
1: what they're supposed to do, what, not waiting for a magic pill. Yes.
0: And I don't want to listen to an hour of excuses when I get to coaching sessions. You know, so yeah. I want people who are energised and love what they're doing and getting the results that will energise me. Yeah. Um, you know, just – and I think there's just start, starting to get back to some fundamental basics, you know, mm. sleep, just eating well. I travel a lot. yeah in, in Brisbane – we don't have everything in Brisbane, so travel is really exhausting. So just things like watching times of flights, yeah, um, you know, just um, trying, uh, you know, you don't have to get up at 3 o'clock to get the flight before no. um, daylight saving anymore. Like travelling the night before. You know, Making just, some smart choices. Just that kind of stuff, throwing yeah. your joggers in the bag, you know, things like that. The other thing is also for me it's been prioritizing my family you know i'll get married soon i know so, that's so, so exciting yeah and you know for me i've come through a divorce and you know i've been through it at that once i definitely don't have plans to do that ever no. again my relationship with my fiance is, is really wonderful we have a you know so it's just making sure that and that prioritize. balances you i think it really does you know he's not as intense as me he's very chilled <laughs> out so that. Energizes me, and so I think it's just working out. You have got to work out who are the people you got to get around you, yeah. and then also get some space. Spot on. And it's almost I always say, "Who's your circuit breaker?" Oh, that's the you know,
1: opening. Yeah. Um. So you know, clients and people that obviously have children and partners, especially children at night, I think they can maybe yes. a lot of the time they've got to switch off for that. For you or I, yes, it's, it's never ending, and we're we're creating
0: thoughts. So it's it's having that and getting that balance so true. I had a mentor, Janine Garner, once said to me, she said, you know what, you're, the risk for you is because you don't have children mm. is you will just work through and burn yourself oh. out. So she said you kind of need to pretend you've got school holidays. Yeah. <laughs> she said yeah. for us as the God kids is we get, we're forced to have a break, which yeah. can frustrate us because we see people like you that can just work through the breaks yeah. and keep going. But she, that was some good advice. So, it's great uh, so I just tried to pretend. Okay, well, these I need to pretend that I've got yeah. kids and have some break. And I and I
1: love that. That comes back to that whole what I believe in: work life uh, blend, yeah. not balance. And I've started doing a week off a quarter, have you? Yeah. which doesn't sound a lot, but to have that week off, I don't sort of kill myself to have those yeah. week those days off if I'm organized. Yes. Um, but it just gives you that little that little reset. That's it. Um, to keep to keep you going. Yeah. Gleaned so much
0: value off you today. And Thank I've you. just got
1: my last little mm-hmm. quick trivia. Yeah,
0: yeah. So what is your favourite word? My favourite word, the lens that I see the world through is the influence. Yeah. Know. So I think I, I grapple with it every now and again. I like, go, oh, I'm so over this word. But, yeah. but it, it you really come keeps back coming to back to it. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I love it.
1: What does it mean for you, the word influence? If you had to, one sentence, if it was the movie title with the tagline, influence. Da-na-na-na motivate engage
0: and inspire people love it love it love Mm. it and what sound or noise do you love Uh, I reckon you know we're in Melbourne at the moment filming this so I think there's two sounds I love I grew up at the beach if I can hear um if I can hear sand I was gonna say sand I mean Waves. You only hear sand in Melbourne with the wind. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. so I if I can it. hear waves at the beach, you know, like at Palm Cove or something, mm. you know, you stay in one of those hotels oh, there and you meditating. can hear the water lapping you know. But I love coming to Melbourne. I love we're currently at the Intercontinental. I love staying here and I love the sound of the tramps
1: Tramps. I knew you were so, going to say that because yeah, it's a unique
0: sound. It is a unique sound, and I know I'm here. It's my favourite hotel to stay in. It's central to everything, it's and a I love being hotel. in the think of it. It is beautiful. So. I love the sound of the trams, yeah.
1: And my last question, what profession other than your own, if you had space outside of what you do and I know you love what you do, what would that be? It <laughs> be tough.
0: Oh, it'd have to be. I never thought I was a very creative person, but the more that I've got into this, this job I've realised and this, you know, vocation I suppose mm-hmm. that I realised that I'm probably more creative than I thought I was. Yeah, um, yeah. So... Uh, I think it would have to be something kind of creative, like creative and helping people. So yeah. it'd be something like, you know, make people feel good, like a, a hairdresser or a makeup yeah. artist or, Definitely. you know, and. Yeah. I did want to be a hairdresser years ago because I, I just thought it would be creative and fun and, and I think we sometimes lose that element of creativity and yeah. so, yeah, I think something like that would be cool. I love that. I
1: love that and people always think creativity is being a good painter. It's being creative in process and ideas. Yeah. The hairdressing thing interests me because hairdressing is all about people. Yes, that's you right. Know, at the end of the day. Thank you so much for being on the show. We could sit here all day and chat do about 10 episodes. (laughs) We could
0: order more wine.
1: (laughs) No, it's been fantastic and I'm sure those of you out there listening would have gleaned some amazing insights and energy from Jane and I think the key takeout, I think, just from all of that is get out there, get some content done, do a video, do a blog, do a post, even if it's a quote that you repost on LinkedIn, just make a start. Um, Thanks for listening and we look forward to you tuning in to our next Limitless Leaders episode. Have a great day.
0: You've been listening to Limitless Leaders podcast, leading from the inside out to develop limitless self-leadership. Leaders, teams and organisations. To find out how you can accelerate your mindset, your communication, collaboration, and connection to become a Limitless Leader, sign up for our Limitless Leaders podcast series at www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series. That's www.renegerusso.com forward slash podcast series.